in the name of Jesus. We live in a world of sound bites, uh, so much so that when I went to vote, I wasn't even sure about one amendment, whether I understood it correctly, because I'd only listened to the sound bites and I hadn't really read what the newspaper said, or I hadn't read what Time magazine had said or what other people had said to really understand what it was. But that's the way it is in America today. We get 10 seconds over here or 10 seconds over there. My wife, when she was director of child welfare in Indianapolis, every now and then when there was a baby that was being abused or died or something, they would come to interview her, my wife. She would write down exactly what she was going to say, no matter what the question was, because she knew she only had 10 seconds. And you had to convey the whole message in 10 seconds and because there would be more news after this news. And that's the world in which we live. It's all sound bites, but you know, there's more than we thought, and there's more than we can comprehend with sound bites. There's always more to the story. But we live in these sound bites. The sound bite, it's simple. And that's the way it is when we go at Scripture and read the Ten Commandments. Um, it's really very simple. It's a simple message. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. Hear the highest honor we can give God to listen to him. The Lord our God is one God. Sounds simple enough to me. You shall have no other gods before me. I can understand that. The message itself is very simple. Uh, and when the message comes to us, we hear it with a simplicity. It's like this lady who was at the YMCA, and her daughter ran out ahead of her, out the front door, and the little child ran into the lanes where the cars were. And the mother ran after the child, took the child by the arm and said, Don't you ever do that again. Simple enough. The mother did not want the child to self-destruct by getting run over by a car. Don't believe in other gods. It won't get you anywhere. It will lead you away from the truth. And what we are to do with the message is rather simple. Impress it on your children. Put it on your foreheads. Put it on your gateposts and over your door frames. Talk about it when you walk along the road. We don't walk along the road anymore. Talk about it when you drive in your car. Talk about it when you're sitting down and when you're getting up. Simple enough. God wants the focus to be so centered that we will not lose the message. And the saints of God knew that simplicity. Be thou faithful unto death, I will give thee a crown of life. That's simple enough. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Simple enough. And so they are before the throne of God. But there's another side to the soundbite. Not just the simplicity of faith, but the very costly nature of life itself and the costly nature of faith to stand up to that reality of life that is not just so simple. It's like Anderson Cooper, the CNN correspondent. He writes in his Dispatches from the Edge and he talks about the fact that when he goes to talk about a hurricane, he gets as close to the water as he can so he can see the surge coming in without it hurting him. 
And he looks at the surge and he listens and then he gets out his microphone and they park the dish that's on the truck between buildings so it will not get blown over. And then he starts the dispatch. But he says, how many times and how many ways can you talk about the rain in your face? So he says, it's really coming down and it's torrential, it's powerful, it's almost knocking me off my feet. And then he says, and you just say it again because it's a simple message. He says, but the real message of the hurricane is not in the speed of the wind. The real message of the hurricane, says Anderson Cooper, is in the aftermath of the storm. So he stayed a whole month in New Orleans with the aftermath. People's lives lost. People's lives changed. Memories obliterated. Daily routine of life done away with. He said, that's the real story. And that's not simple. I had a lady in my congregation once. She had raised her children in the Lutheran school despite her husband's objections. She had faithfully brought them to word and sacrament. She was able to see her children's children giving a testimony of faith in Jesus Christ. And now she was in the nursing home. And she said to me, Pastor, I've been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And I know that eventually when you come to see me, I'm not going to know you. And I'm not going to be able to talk about my faith. And I'm not going to be able to say my prayers. But I want you to know that even when I can't say them, I still love my Lord Jesus Christ. And despite what you see, I still believe in my heart. And I want you to remember that. So when Laura could no longer recognize me or say the prayers, we still said prayers together and held hands. Because faith is simple and life is simple, but all of a sudden there's a costly nature to it that life itself comes in that needs a costly faith to confront it. It had cost her the, the steadfastness of studying the word, staying with it, not letting the distractions of life get in the way. And now she says, I rest in Jesus. And I guess that's where it's at. It's, it's not about the soundbite of, oh, it's just so simple. It's the soundbite of, you know, in the reality of life, it's not that simple. In fact, it is a very costly thing about which we are talking. It cost God his own son, you see. And you can talk about the saints in heaven, but remember, they were jeered at, they were flogged, they were sawn in two, they went about persecuted and destitute in sheepskins and goatskins, and the world was not worthy of them because the reality of life and the satanic forces of evil came in to snuff out this thing we call beautiful living. So the costly nature to you and to me is to take the commandments and to keep the vision of God always in front of our eyes, despite what we may see, despite what we may think, despite the rationality of the world order, despite the distractions that keep us from doing the simplicity of faith. What keeps us from getting up and rolling out and kneeling down and say, I begin my day in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. You see, while we are healthy, we hold on to the simplicity 
because the costly nature ultimately comes in the life and death struggle that we all go through here now. And ultimately, the sound bites. The sound bites, well, we have all these sound bites around us and we hear them, we we put them together. We seek to make sense out of all those sound bites. And as we put them together, ultimately, we have to rest in Jesus. Ultimately, we have to say with Laura, you know I won't be able to say it anymore, but you know what I believe And that's not going to change. For now we see through this glass dimly. It's sound bites. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I will know in full. And as John saw those people standing around the throne and he said, you know, who are these people? And the person said, these are they who've come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. And therefore... They are before the throne of God and they serve him day and night. They will have no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And sound bites will be no more. There will just be Jesus. Jesus. More than a sound bite. More than we thought. More than we can comprehend. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.